G'day listeners, it's Matt here just quickly from the Revel Brewing Show. And firstly, I just want to give a thank you to everyone who's listened to the very first podcast. We're stoked that straight out of the gates, we're getting so much support from our community. Now, one of the pieces of feedback that we got was about our length of our episodes. Now, when we record, we generally aim for about 30 to 45 minutes per episode. But for some people, that might just be right. However, for others, maybe you'd like some more bite-sized gold nugget type of content. So to make sure nobody misses out, generally we're going to release a full episode once a month. Then in the subsequent three weeks in between, we're going to release smaller segments from other episodes or perhaps a mashup of different segments for those wanting to listen straight into a particular topic. This clip is from an upcoming full episode featuring Steve Henderson from Rockstar Brewing. Steve teamed up with Maddie, the People's Brewer, and the Revel team to produce their TDH IPA. Now this collaboration beer is best consumed within 30 days of brewing, so we thought we would let you guys know all about this recent collab and why it's best enjoyed fresh. So without further ado, let's get into learning about the TDH IPA. Probably not a year ago, we first um, got together and made a beer that it, the style was um, mm. pretty new. Um, definitely in Australia, it was pretty new. There hadn't been a lot around a brute IPA. Um, so we did that together. That was sort of our first collab, I guess. Um, and then just, yeah, we always sort of bounce different beer questions and stuff off each other. Um, and then it rolled around again, time to do another one. So we thought, of, thought about what we're going to make. Um, the hazy IPA, um, there's a lot of different, I guess, breweries making hazy IPAs. They're, I guess they're sort of, in the last couple of years, probably the most hyped style of beer. Um, they're the ones that people like to put photos of and the different social media pages and um, I guess sort of rave on about. So we'd never actually made one here. So we sort of thought, let's do something um, cool and unique we haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Um, throw a few ideas together and see what we can come up with. So, mm. And so who, who came up with the idea first, who approached who? Um, I'm not actually sure. Well, I no doubt it was over a few years. Years. Like good ideas. Yeah, yeah. They start with a couple yeah. of uh, <laughs> beverages. Uh, it's probably what it was. Probably one of our um, our conversations where we're just gas bagging about beer. I, I think you know what we've what we've done with our Rockstar Brewer Rebel uh, collaborations is um, we 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 get together around this time of the year and we make a beer that's um, that that reflects the current. Almost, almost bordering on hype than the trend. And last year, Brute IPA was a was a, a pretty hyped up mm. style of beer. And we went, well, okay, well, let's make it, but let's just do it do it really well, and put a put a good good sort of quality focus into it. This year, uh, doing the um, the TDH Hazy IPA um, again. It's a really hyped up style, and we've tried lots of the styles. Um, with mixed results over the last year, and we went okay. Well, let's let's put our heads together. Um, you know, let's put our skills and, and and years of experience together and see what we can come up with and and see if we can accurately reflect the style. Yeah, and and you're talking about like the hype of the of the beer. Why why is there such a hype around the hazy IPA? Is it, is it how it looks? Is it the how it's put together? Oh, you know, New England IPA or NEPA, hazy IPAs, um, you know, they are the style du jour at the moment, Matt. Yep. Um, you know, um, I think predominantly they're mostly about the visuals. They're a very Instagrammable beer style because they're hazy. They look, you know, if you weren't told otherwise, they look like orange juice. Um, they smell and taste like orange juice, but obviously you can't capture that on Instagram because it's not. Mm. 
no. smell vision or anything no, no, like that. Not yet. But uh, not yet, exactly. But um, uh, but I think that's probably where it's come from. But the interesting thing about the, the, the New England IPA and Hazy IPA is that they're notoriously difficult beers to make, to pack, and to get in front of the consumer fresh. They're very, very delicate. The, the, the hops that's in it and the amount of hops that go into this beer uh, and the way that they're put into the beer um, is very problematic for shelf life. They just don't last that long. And so, you know, ideally those who are going to get their hands on the beer that, that Maddie and I have made uh, this week, we would like them to drink it as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, and so I think is that a little bit sort of like with the Enigma Fresh Hop where you've got a, a certain hop that you need to, you know, you need to brew as soon as possible? Very much. Um, hops are probably the most volatile ingredient in beer. Um, we're trying to extract all the oils, all the nice oils that make the beer taste and smell so nice, but um, they don't actually stay in the beer very long. Um, probably at best a beer of this style is at its best for probably four or five weeks, mm-hmm. um, and that's when it's looked after and kept cold. And similar to when we um, got the fresh hops where they would actually perish because they're actually a fresh plant. So we're dealing with a flower. So if, if you buy your, uh, your girlfriend a bunch of flowers, they might last two or three days. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. um, depending how much <laughs> or what sort of flowers you've got. Mm-hmm. But um, they are, it is, it's a plant, plant matter. So they mm. are quite volatile and they need to be looked after. It's like, like cooking, like herbs, fresh herbs and that sort of stuff. Once again, they only have a very limited shelf life. Yeah. So, yeah. And by putting... The main focus of this beer is the flavour and aroma of the hops because even compared to our normal IPA, we're probably putting in two, three times as much hops as you would into, say, a West Coast IPA. Mm. So you're just throwing in all these hops. So the focus is really on getting it fresh and getting that aroma out of it for that, I guess, the juicy and all the other flavour descriptors that people use. So the freshness really is key for this beer style. It's intentionally not going to last long, this beer. Yeah, um, and and those who try it, we do encourage you to to don't sit on it. Yeah, just buy it and drink it that day or that night, and and enjoy it for what it is. It's meant to be enjoyed, super fresh. I want to actually know what does TDH mean because I've got no idea. Yeah, well, the the beer itself is really, you know, um, um, pays homage to um, the three, which is the magic number, and so this beer's got. Um, three different malt varieties. It's got three different uh, hop varieties, which is uh, Mosaic, Nelson Sauvignon. What was the third one? Citra. Citra. So they're all those those particular hop varieties are all about uh, being juicy and fruity and that sort of thing. Nelson Sauvignon is probably one of my favourite hop varieties, uh, and we also um, use three yeast varieties as well. And um, the idea of using three yeast varieties is to give the beer um, its its sort of body and mouthfeel to accentuate the fruity flavours that are coming out of the hops um, and to sort of really round out the beer. Um, and so TDH, um, you know, the, the, the background behind that is that a lot of this, these style of beers, the, the New England IPAs and, and hazy IPAs, they usually come attached with the acronym DDH, which means double dry hopped. And, um, you know, Maddie and I in our sort of uh, beer fuel discussions felt that it was a little bit misleading because what, is, what does double dry hopped mean? Does it mean that um, the beer has been 
dry hopped in with double the amount or that it's been dry hopped on two occasions. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to do a TDH hazy IPA because it's twice dry hopped. And so the idea there is that we just wanted to get rid of any of that ambiguity and say this is a TDH twice dry hop beer. So it's the, the um, amount of times you've done it, not the quantity of That's all correct, the hops yeah. to, to yep. distinguish. What's, what's the difference? But I, can, I understand sort of like the, the quantity rather than doing it twice, but is there, does that make a difference to the end result? Uh, to be twice dry hops? Yeah, or, yeah, absolutely. or double, double the quantity. Yeah. yeah, look, so, you know, to, to, you know, to, to have a beer that's um, – uh, to, to dry hop a beer twice, um, you know, for, without getting too technical and that sort of thing, it gives the hops um, – so dry hopping is basically where hops are added into the beer post-fermentation. So when the beer is almost ready to be packaged, we actually add hops in uh, right at the end of the process. And so by uh, dry hopping the beer twice um, – uh, you allow more uh, of the hops to percolate in around the beer and allows for better extraction of those mm-hmm. aromatic oils out of the out of the hops. And in addition to that, we used uh, cryo hops, which are, which is uh, which is um, a type of hop that comes out of the uh, like it's a processing a way that some hops out of the out of North America are processed, and so it, it actually concentrates the the aromatic oils and the Nelson Sorvin, which is from New Zealand, um, that was actually hop hash, which is like, again, which is like concentrated uh, oils from from the hops. So, yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> making a TDH beer, we wanted to make, uh, you know, something that was um, very hoppy and juicy and dry hop twice so that it was that wasn't ambiguous at all. Yeah. Triple dry hop? Triple dry hop. Yeah. What? T-D-H? No. Oh. <laughs> a lot of people will get that confused. <laughs> Look, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but I know I definitely know where you're going with it. Um, I guess we've distinguished that. What I also want to know, this is probably a better question for you, Matty, um, what's the difference in brewing a beer like this as compared to a more sort of normal pale ale or IPA or something like that? Um, a few little things in the process. Um, to give the beer its haze, um, there's a few different ways we can do that. Um, one is to uh, put more protein into the beer, so things like wheat, oats, uh, rye, um, a few other grains sort of have more protein in them than traditional brewing barley. So um, we use 30% oats in this beer. How'd that work out for yeah, us, Yeah, it didn't mate? work out that well. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem with oats is they don't have a husk of if anyone's eaten porridge for breakfast. Yeah. Oh, it basically okay. turns Pretty to much garlic, so. like... That can cause some issues with the uh, Lauder runoff. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think with this beer, we're a couple of hundred litres short because of that. But yeah, <coughs> that's and all good. That was, good. A long that was part of the uh, learning experience. <laughs> so, um, other than that, the main focus of this beer, other than I guess the haze, is for that real juicy. That's the um, description that a lot of people use. So to get that into the beer, the big focus is putting all those hops uh, twice dry hopped and then to actually get the haze other than the protein, the other thing that really hangs in the beer is the yeast. So that's sort of why we've used the three yeast strains. I'm not sure if we can actually give the strains away, but there's a couple of um, ones that are more sort of lower flocculating. It's a technical term. So to flocculate means that the yeast will do its job, ferment, and then fall out of the beer basically when it's finished. So the beer will drop what we call bright or clear. So most of our other beers are fermented with a clean fermenting uh, US yeast. And when it's done its job, it basically falls out. So it leaves a nice bright beer. 
Whereas these ones, there's a Belgian strain, an English strain that don't really fall out of the beer. So to give that sort of a juicy impression and nice mouthfeel, there's actually a bit of yeast still in suspension that um, help create some of the haze. Mm. So that's that appearance. So that's the difference between uh, like a lager is a beer that's reasonably clear in comparison. Is that sort of the difference? Uh, the main, I guess the perception of lager being clear is it's made by the mainstream brewers that filter the beer. Oh, okay. So they put a lot of time and effort into mm. actually making it crystal clear. Yeah. Whereas um, a lot of craft or smaller breweries don't filter the beer, particularly beer with a lot of hops because filtering can actually strip out a lot of the hop flavor that you've worked so hard to put in. And then you end up with something that doesn't taste very good. Yeah, well. <laughs> Black luster. That's, yeah, yeah, that's it. Why go to all that effort? So, yeah, I guess compared to making, I guess, say, a regular, well, our IPA, um, probably three times as many hops. Um, as Hendo mentioned, we use cryo hops, uh, hop hash, which was pretty cool to work with. It was literally just big chunks of yellowy green hash. So mm. if anyone's watched Cheech and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't, don't, smoke, don't smoke hops. It's, it's no, not good shit. That, but, um, <laughs> when I actually got that, it came in the big chunks and I thought I can't chuck this in. It's not actually going to break down in the beer. So um, I mixed that up in boiling water to um, help sanitize it and then made a big green, big green uh, sludge which smelled amazing, absolutely amazing, Nelson mm. Sorvin, um, poured that into the beer. So there, I guess it's playing around with um, sort of newer age techniques of um, processing hops and stuff like that just to, yeah, basically get as much flavour into the beer as you can. Mm. It sounds like a lot of these things, there's an, there's an idea, there's a general framework, but um, you guys have got to be fairly fluid in your approach to get it. Oh, to get well, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a style of beer that, that <coughs> Maddie and, and I make every day. And mm. so, um, you know, that's that's one of the things that, that we enjoy. The, the challenge of, of making this particular style of beer is that, um, you know, Revel's really well known for its, um, you know, core range of just rock solid approachable beers. And so um, it's really good of, uh, you know, Jay to, to give us the opportunity to, to go and make something that sort of steps a little bit outside of, of um, um, you know, the day-to-day and actually do something a little bit experimental. So what do you think of the beer, by the way? Um, great. I mean, I had that Enigma Fresh Hop the, the last time we were here and, yeah, definitely blew me away and compared to just a lot of the more standard beers that you have. Like I could see – I could I could taste the difference, put, just put it that way. Yeah. Um, just went down really easily. And, yeah, similar similar to this one um, as well. Yeah, it go, goes yeah, down. Well, it's, it's, easy, it's an easy, easy to drink it's beer. It's very, very easy but it's to not drink. But it's still not too fruity. I know that we mentioned – no, being it's, fruity, but it's not overwhelmingly sweet whatsoever. You know, I guess what we aim for there was balance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, um, it's it's really easy to just throw a whole crap load of hops into a beer and then call it a hoppy mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. Um, you know, we decided that we wanted to be measured and balanced and have the beer drinkable. Mm. You know, it, it's that you know for 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 a brewer when you're coming up with a beer, you've got to you've got to um, tick the box on the two-pint rule, which means have a pint. Would you go and have a second one? Yes, yeah. good. Okay, that's beer's got drinkability. Yeah. You could use the same hops that we used in this beer in a different way. We could have used them hot side, which means in the kettle during uh, brew day, and we would have ec- extracted a lot of bitterness uh, into the beer, um, and then that would you know that would have been a very difficult beer to drink but here the way that which we you know it's like we're showcasing the variety of hops that we like but also the way in which we've used them 
um, and you wind up with different flavour and aroma outcomes. It's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. And we were saying, talking about sort of like the hazy IPA being like fairly trendy and, or, um, or, you know, popular at the moment. Is there, um, is there a difference between, you know, a, a really good hazy and, and a bad one? Like what would you, well, how, would you grade, how would you grade a hazy IPA, I guess? Because the hazy IPAs and New England IPAs are so uh, delicate and have such short shelf life, you know, literally weeks um, before they're no longer the way in which the brewer intended, um, it takes actually really a, a fair bit of skill to have the right process in place to be able to preserve it. So one of the biggest enemies of uh, uh, the quality of a beer like this one is dissolved oxygen, okay? And so if if the beer happened to become oxygenated and the tolerances are really, really low, um, then those hops that you're smelling and tasting now wouldn't be there literally in days if 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 the job wasn't done properly. Yep. And that's that's probably the main thing. So they are very challenging styles of beer to make and I have a lot of respect for the brewers who – who do it, who make these styles beers consistently mm. and, and do it well. Um, but that said, these styles of beer are relatively easy to make but they're very difficult to uh, keep in a good state yeah, and, so, and get to the consumer in a good state. So it's one thing for us to, you know, have have some straight out the out the tank. Oh, we're cheating. And then it's a yeah, it's, an, totally it's another thing to be able to have someone crack one open in a month and it's it's all good. Well, you know, we're we're canning this beer tomorrow and kegging the beer tomorrow and um, you know, it, it, this is uh this is Maddie's house and and um, you know, he 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 will as usual be fastidious in how he manages Things like um, dissolved oxygen pickup and that sort of thing. Like, seriously, the tolerances are so low, you couldn't you, you, you couldn't fathom how little oxygen it takes to ruin a beer like this. And so, during the whole process of canning and kegging tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of checks and balances in place to make sure that it gets to the con- end consumer in good nick. Yeah, that's one thing to have that great idea, but to be actually take it all the, the way, all the way the, to the tomorrow end. Tomorrow is definitely the tough part. Yeah. Um, we, we, it, 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 it wasn't too tricky to get to this point, but mm-hmm. tomorrow is going to be the day where, you know, Matty will need to have his A game to make sure it actually gets into a can and gets to the consumers in great shape. Well, there we are, listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode about the TDH IPA with Steve Henderson from Rockstar Brewing. So I would encourage you, if you haven't already, to get down to Revel, have a taste of it while it's on tap there, and if you really like the taste of it, to take a four-pack or a case home while you still can. As always, thanks for listening, and if you want to keep up to date with everything, remember to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player, and we'd also love to hear any reviews, whether it's through your podcast player or on um, social media. Get in touch with us, let us know your feedback, and um, let us know if you've got any questions for upcoming episodes. And until the next time, remember, good people drink good beer.